0: ladies and gentlemen we have adp today we talk about early rookies to avoid and who we're drafting ahead instead oh, fuck <clears throat> i have to trim that out let's try it again <laughs> stop laughing it's making it of me ladies and gentlemen we have adp today we talk about early rookies to avoid and who we're drafting instead starting now Ooh. You are now listening to the
1: Dynasty Rewind.
0: Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the somewhat lumberjack Christian. Right? You got a little flannel going on over there?
1: That's what I do in the wintertime, you know. I don't have my beard out right now, but usually in the wintertime, especially around like December when it starts getting cold. Uh, it's, all, it's all flannels and a beard for me. Um, not, not the professor so much in the winter, more of the lumberjack. But uh, I guess Bob's got the, the lockdown of the flannels around here.
0: I was actually going to wear a flannel today, but it's just a little chilly in my house. And instead of turning my heat up and letting everybody be
1: comfortable, I put on a sweatshirt instead. That's what I do. Wow. So look at you. Now I want to say this is a like a, a legit flannel. This is like Pendleton. This is. I bought mine at JC Penny. That's that's good too, Mike. Yeah, it's great.
0: You know, you got to avoid cheap clothing unless you're me. And we're going to tell you rookies that we're avoiding in the early rounds of the draft. Maybe we'll throw some other guys in there too. Who knows? So listen, the important thing is. No, it's not always knowing, and this is a point that Bob makes, and I agree with it 100%. It's not always about knowing who to draft, but sometimes it's about knowing who not to draft. And you know, maybe you still want these guys. Point, point. Just, Mike. Sorry, I, I just I remember
1: him I say saying that saying all the time, and now recently. he's
0: saying it because I say it all the time,
1: just like he's I say using, the athlete running back thing. Come on,
0: I remember him saying it more recently, which is why I said that. Okay, <laughs> forgive me, regardless. <laughs> it's not that we don't like these guys we just may not like where they're going off the board at so we're going to tell you we're avoiding them here here's why here's who we want instead and you know what guys and gals if any women listen if they do dm me nothing weird just want to know do any women listen to this podcast i'm just curious um we have adp We have Dynasty Rewind ADP. Right now, all of our ADP is based around Superflex Leagues. So if you would like access to that, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. And by the way, we're giving out free seven-day trials. As a matter of fact, we had two free seven-day trials this week. They loved it so much. Within a day or two, they were already upgrading. They were paid patrons. They're happy about it. You will be too. Get you some Discord. Get you some Mm -hmm. free pods. Get
1: you some ADP. You won't be disappointed. I can promise you that. It might not, If it's not your flavor, that's one thing, but you will not yeah. be disappointed by the Discord.
0: You know, we're, we're hearing people say that it is the most active Discord, um, that they're in, much to my chagrin. I, it is no... It is well known that I do not like group chats, but I'm there for the people, and I will say what we got going on you know, no disrespect to how other places run ADP. I understand that is a large, it is a large, large undertaking to do. DLF does it. They do mock drafts through MFL. We're doing on Sleeper right now. Um, we're running multiple drafts a night, a day. That and shout out to Caleb. Shout out to my boy, my man Hoff. These guys are really putting the work in. To get this ADP in. They're doing a fantastic job. So kudos to them. Kudos to all the rewinders helping out in there. Uh, Nate and I are jumping in when we can too. But, you know, we're doing lots of stuff. You got the draft itch. Come join us. Yes. We will scratch your itch. Yes, I said that, Nate. Let's get to the first player you are avoiding. And then you also tell me who you're drafting instead. And the most important
1: reason, why? All right. Well, the first person I'm avoiding Mike is Blake Corum running back out of Michigan currently ranked 16th in ADP on sleeper 18th in DLF rankings for rookies and three Oh one in the dynasty rewind ADP that's 25th overall. So Mm -hmm. you can already see we are a little bit lower on Blake Corum than consensus. And there's good reason because Blake Corum, what he has done in his college career has been very impressive, but I talked about it here on the show before. Since he got injured with the knee injury at the end of last season, he has not looked the same. And there is the caveat that this is the first year back from the knee injury. I I don't believe it was a torn ACL because he was trying to come back from it within that season. So I assume it's somewhere in between. But he has not looked like the same player. He has really lacked explosiveness in 2023. And we can see it because breakaway runs last year. In 2022, he had 22. This year with Michigan, on 10 more attempts, only 13. Also, if you look at missed tackles forced, that's where it really shows up. Last year, 73 missed tackles forced. This year, 30. Hmm. So that number is less than half. You know, yards after, <laughs> yards after contact per attempt. Last year, 3.35. This year, 2.42. Like anytime it's under three, I'm concerned. I want to see my prospects hit three. And he did that the two years prior. But coming back this year, Like I said, just did not look the same, did not look as explosive. He has good vision. I like how he can run behind a big, strong offensive line. I've said before, if he goes to a place that already has a strong offensive line, I think he can excel. But if he's asked to create his own yards, I don't think he's really capable of it at this point. Um, Just, I think athletically, physically, it's just not his game. And that concerns me, especially in the early second, when I want a player that can create yards. Now, Mike. I know a player at the running back position who can create yards. Tell and me. That is Marshawn Lloyd. Okay. Mm. Marshawn Lloyd is one of my favorite running backs this year. I've really enjoyed him. He killed it at the senior bowl. I've said it before in just this the live stream we had this past weekend. He was voted the team running back for the national team by the opposing defenses. They were like, that guy is the hardest guy to tackle. That guy is the hardest guy to stop. And the NFL scouts noticed. We've seen it there. He's moving up boards right now. And I love it. And talking about missed tackles force, Marshawn Lloyd's pretty good at, he had half the attempts, less than half the attempts uh, that Blake Coram had this year. And he still had more missed tackles force 47 on the year, 3.97 yards after contact per attempt. And last year for South Carolina and sec 4.05 Mike yards after contact per attempt. I don't see over four very often. Those are the really, really good running backs. Marshawn Lloyd, I think, is someone we need to be paying attention to. And right now, he is a value compared to Blake Corm. Blake Corum's 16th on Sleeper. You double that to 32, and that's where Marshawn Lloyd is on Sleeper ADP. He is 30th in DLF rankings. And currently the 302 in Dynasty Rewind ADP, a spot right after Blake Corm. People in the Discord, they're ahead of the game, Mike. That's why you and want to get in up? the Discord. You can see it here in our, our ADP versus Consensus ADP and rankings. We are ahead of the game. We are looking at the stats. We are doing the diving in right now. These people, we're going to start seeing the Blake Horn narrative shift. I've already seen it on Twitter where people are starting to realize the missed tackles force, the lack of explosiveness in 2023. We've been there. We've been there, Mike.
0: Yeah. For sure. And I I can't also wait till Sleeper gets all the guys in there, like Cody Schrader, Jalen Wright's not in there yet. There's a couple of wide receivers missing as well. I know Luke McCaffrey, um, not represented yet. And I I like him as a late-round guy as well. Yeah. But I'll tell you who I'm avoiding. That's Florida State wide receiver. Yeah, I can't say wide receiver right. Florida State wide receiver Keon Coleman. Look, he's supposed to be a contested catch machine. And he's not very good at it. And there's a lot of inconsistencies in his game. Burst hands, route running, and separation. Sometimes he looks really, really good. And this is what frustrates me about this guy. And other times he's just really, really average. I really think he should have came back for his senior year at Florida State. He would have been playing with DJU. Same coach, same system. He would have been the guy because his teammate Johnny Wilson is coming out for the draft. And I saw some people boasting on Twitter about Johnny Wilson. Guys this size shouldn't be able to do this. Is he fast or is it's just one of his strides covers three times (laughs) what a normal person does? I don't know. I don't think that he looks great either. I know I'm talking about Johnny Wilson now, but I think he's just a very awkward mover. His motions are not very fluid. I don't think I want any pass catchers from florida state unless it's trey benson as a i'm interested receiver. in johnny wilson if he converts to tight end if he converts to tight end yes but i'll tell you what i'm not interested in jaheem bell um he's to me he's a little bit of a tweener if he goes somewhere in, and they're like you're a fullback now and it's like okay so i could pick up the next kyle Hughes check off the waiver wire when all my running backs are hurt i'll consider it then
1: yeah, he so, goes to a spot that's going to move him around. I think I've mentioned, like, not that he compares to Johnny Smith necessarily for me, but a player who could be used in an offense like Johnny Smith because he's right. athletic, a little bit smaller, but you got to get him smaller.
0: Yeah, I think he's like 6'1, six, 6'1. One, six, six, one. Yeah. But instead, I would rather get Texas wide receiver Xavier Worthy. The vibes check out, Nate. I know that's very important to you. And this is a guy that glides after the catch. A very smooth player overall. Did mm-hmm. see some focus drops, but He's not a perfect prospect. I feel like his immediate and long-term upside is better than Keon Coleman's. I love his release. He has game-breaking speed. He brushes off tackles fairly well, too. And his ADP, as per the Dynasty Rion ADP, is 202, which, Nate, is later in the draft a little bit than Keon Coleman. So you could trade back a few picks, pick up some extra capital, and what I think is a better wide receiver prospect.
1: Yeah, and Mike, I want to put some stats behind what you said earlier when you said that oh. Keon Coleman's not a very good contested catch guy. we discussed this once before I believe, yeah, but I yeah. want to go back over that. Anyone yeah. who hasn't heard the stat, 33% contested catch rate. Meanwhile, guys like Roma they are like over 60. You know, those are the guys you you call good contested catch guys. Uh yes. Keon Coleman, while he has shown flashes of it, the inconsistency is what we're worried about.
0: Yeah, and I do I do like Keon Coleman. I think athletically he has a great athletic profile because i think Mm -hmm. like i said at time his burst and his speed looks really good it's just like he doesn't know when to use the tools that he has and that's very frustrating to me so i do think another year in college would have been beneficial for him unfortunately this is where we're at now and hopefully that doesn't hinder his draft stock too much but nate let's move on to the next player you're avoiding and who you're picking up instead
1: yep so I was looking at ADP around, and Will Shipley out of Clemson, who's some guy that I have been a big fan of through most much of his college career, currently 23 ADP in sleeper, 25 on DLF rankings, 307 in the Dynasty Rewind ADP, which would be the 31st overall. So we're a little bit lower in Will Shipley in the Dynasty Rewind uh, than consensus. And part of that reason is we kind of peg him more as receiving back, Mike, don't we? Don't really think he has, you know, I, I think he's a, a decent runner. I think he certainly can be used in that capacity, but I think he's a much better receiver. I think that's where he's going to have his role in the NFL in a committee right. as a receiving back. And there's value in that. I'm not saying don't draft Will Shipley. I'm, I'm happy to pick him up at the end of the third round. But, you know, with that ADP and consensus 23 on sleeper, that is the end of the second. And there are other guys I want at the end of the second who I think offer a more three down workhorse role skill set. Not that I expect those guys at the end of the second to become workhorses who are going to see 300 carries a season, but if they can offer that to a team, then when there's an opportunity for volume, they can be used in that role. Or even if there's not an opportunity for volume, they can be used in both areas, which that versatility just gives me more opportunities for me to see you on the field. Well, Will Shipley, if he's more of a receiving back, then he can be totally taken out of a game by game script. We've seen that before. That is one of the worries with a player who's more of a receiving back Depending on how the game goes, they might be totally out of the game plan. But, Mike, there's one one running back that you can pick up pretty easily in the end of the second. You get well into the third usually. And, and I'm I, doing it. I'm doing it if I can. I, I, it doesn't matter what the game plan is. They're going to be handing the ball off to Ray Davis. They're going to be throwing the ball to Ray Davis. Ray Davis is one of my favorite running backs in this draft class. I'm a huge fan of what he's brought to the table. He has been a transfer. He transferred over to uh, Kentucky this past season. And and did some really impressive stuff with there. Five foot ten, two hundred and sixteen pounds, ran for over a thousand yards. Uh he caught 32 balls. You know, Ray Davis brings power, he brings vision, he doesn't have the long speed that some of these other guys have in the class, but he gets the 20-yard the mark, he gets to the 30-yard mark with these runs just fine. It's the fact that he's not going to outrun the safety once he's gotten past the second level. That's okay with me. I can survive off of that with a guy who is been this consistent throughout his career uh over a thousand yards the past two years he had almost a thousand yards for temple in 2019 as a true freshman um he's been around he 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 has been around he was at temple he was at vanderbilt uh this year as a grad transfer he was at kentucky and showed what he could do in the sec average 5.7 yards per attempt and, and he caught the ball mike he had a career high 32 receptions like i said for 324 yards yeah so I really like what I've seen out of Ray Davis, who also had a really good senior bowl. I'm always a fan of players who have good senior bowls. The NFL takes notice, especially over the past couple of years. If you perform at the senior bowl, usually really helps out your NFL draft stock. I kind of had Ray Davis pegged as an early day three running back. I think after the senior bowl, there's a chance he comes into day two. Uh, You know, it's, it's kind of a, a mixed bag there at the running back position in the third round. So we'll see what happens. But Ray Davis right now, 35th on sleeper ADP 31st in DLF rankings Three hundred and six in the Dynasty Rewind ADP, which is one spot ahead of Will Shipley. Our people know
0: they do, and uh, you are gonna know to hang out real quick after a brief words from our sponsors. I am gonna come back and crap all over a quarterback. <laughs> it's only a kick, <laughs> a jump, <laughs> a block. It's only a serve. <laughs> it's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas All right, welcome back, everybody. And today I I, what's that? <laughs> I can't wait. let's let's see what you gotta say, Mike. Not today, but right now, I'm telling you why I am avoiding Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. So he has some very odd arm angles and interesting mechanics overall. And at times he hits receivers with ease. Other times he's just I mean, guys are wide open and he's nowhere near. It's almost Joe Milton esque. He's season-ending injuries in each of his four seasons at Indiana. But are you know are those issues ever truly behind you? We've seen it before with guys, and they. A couple injuries early on in their career, and then they turn out to be okay. But you never know. Inconsistent footwork. He does throw well on the run, though, which I, I find hard to believe. I had other stats here. I don't know where they went.
1: Stats go away.
0: I don't know where they went. But what I could tell you is he threw for like over uh fourteen, 000, like thirteen thousand or fourteen thousand yards in his career, and nine thousand of those were in his last two years at Washington. So, you know, just a lot of injuries, and his dynasty rewind ADP right now is 208, which is low, I think, for a guy that yeah. you know a lot of people are expecting to be a starting quarterback. But at the 209, eight one spot behind him, I can get Florida State running back Trey Benson. And I know I'm not going position to position here, I'm kind of mm-hmm. crossing positional lines, but I'm allowed to. It's my rookie draft, and I'll do what I want to. Sure, end up, Nate, being the best running back from this class, it's possible we've seen that happen. It's wide open, and this is why people hate this running back class, because of the uncertainty. There's no Brees Hall. There's no Bijan Robinson, and that tears people up because they want to know. We know who the best quarterback is. We know who the best wide receiver is. We know who the best tight end is. We don't know who the best running back is yet because we're waiting for the NFL draft to tell us, and that tells all these analysts that they don't know something and they need to be right, so they're scared. But I'm telling you, Trey Benson could be that dude Big frame, better hands than I expected, and running backs at times are more relevant faster. Penix could sit. Who knows? It could happen. We've seen it happen before. He could sit. He should sit for at least a year.
1: Yeah, I think Michael Penix Jr. is talented and, and brings a lot of upside to the position. He does. But I think the injury history is going to be a really big thing for the NFL. It. Yeah. I know quarterbacks are valued, but when it comes to investing a first-round pick, into a player. That is a lot of investment for an NFL team. Yeah. And I don't think a team's going to invest a first round pick in Michael Penix Jr. Just quite honestly. And from what I've heard on specifically NFL draft podcasts and sites, it doesn't seem like the majority of, it's, it's it's pretty controversial whether he's going to go first or second round. Um, while a lot of NFL fantasy people, really like him and they want him to go first round, but if they want him to go first round, that doesn't mean he's going to go first round. I, sure. I really do have him pegged as a second round pick because of the injury history, because of some of the question marks and the fact that he's an older quarterback. Whatever. fair. Um, I, and I think, I, I think that's... so. And I, if he sits for a year, I think Michael Penix jr. I, I would much rather have Michael Penix jr. Sitting on my team for a year than Hendon hooker.
0: Look, I'm not telling you that I've watched any film on Hendon hooker or that I necessarily like him. I'm telling you, The value is there. Shout out um, Zach Duarte for that one. Would you rather have Michael Penix Jr. or bubble
1: screen Bo Nix? You know I love Bo Nix. Bo Nix is becoming a take lock, a mock take lock to the Broncos at like 14. I'm all over that. If Bo Nix goes to the Broncos in the first round with Sean Payton, he is the easy 108 for me. If not... Depending on if you need quarterback, maybe earlier. All right. The next
0: Paxton Lynch incoming overdrafted quarterback to the Broncos. (laughs) Nate, we got two more, one each. You do your last one. Oh, look, and I just talked about him before, but who's another
1: player? I don't know about that. You know, I almost avoided Trey Benson, but I couldn't give you a good enough argument to actually fully avoid him. I'm just a little bit lower on him than others. Hey, that's
0: Nate. It's okay. It's okay that we disagree on things, but I'll tell you what. At the end of the day, I'm going to say this real quick, then I'm going to let you get to what you need to get to. It doesn't matter what we agree or disagree on in February, because the NFL draft is going to tell you who's right and who's wrong. That's
1: it. I know enough to know that I don't know everything. So,
0: yeah, I I already forgot what you just said. I knew that
1: (laughs) boats drink more water or whatever it is. Oh, that's so good. Anyway, I'm talking about (laughs) avoiding Johnny Wilson. Um, John, look johnny wilson he's exciting six foot seven 237 pounds he's, he's, a, he's a specimen as they say out there oh 41 catches 617 yards this year and two touchdowns you'd expect more than two touchdowns for a guy who's six foot seven probably um but they didn't materialize he played four years in fsu last year was his best year 897 yards five touchdowns average 20.9 yards per catch last year I like Johnny Wilson a little bit. I like the the, the the talents he has. But right now, Mike, he is 34 on Sleeper. He is 43 on DLF rankings. They're a little bit uh more ahead of the game there, I think. And then he has the four or five in our Dynasty Rewind ADP. So that means he's 41 overall for us over at Dynasty Rewind so far in ADP, 43 on DLF rankings. So we're pretty similar there. But sleeper still has him at 34. People are intrigued by the size. But the thing is, Johnny Wilson struggles to separate. He struggles to be consistent uh, with his catching as well. Like, you know, we talk about these FSU guys. Oh, they're so good at contested catches. Well, he's got a 40.9% contested catch rate this year. Um, Not terrible. Better than Keon Coleman, actually. Uh, But but not like a a contested catch monster. Though I will say last year he did have a 52%, which is better. So, overall, I do think he's a decent contested catch guy. But with the fact that he can't really separate, doesn't have the elite – athletic ability like the smoothness like you talked about i would much rather see him at tight end where he can really be that yeah. big slot i think if they move him to the nfl and they put him outside try to make him an X wide receiver it's just not going to work it's just not going to work in today's nfl but if you put him in the slot you kind of play him as that, that big slot wide receiver slash tight end whatever you want to call it i think he could have some some production there some fun there some potential there but overall i'm, I'm pretty much avoiding johnny wilson i just don't think there's a lot to bring to the table uh with his future you know there's in-between players never really have successful careers. It's very uh, rare that we see those tweeners and outliers have incredible NFL careers. So I'm going after Brendan Rice.
0: I love this.
1: Jerry Rice's son. If I want a guy who struggles to separate, <laughs> I'll take Brendan Rice. Uh, currently 36 on sleeper, 42 on DLF rankings, and the 309 in Dynasty Rewind ADP. Yes, Brendan Rice. If you haven't heard by now, Brendan Rice is Jerry Rice's son. And he's a bit bigger than Brent and uh, then Jerry Rice. So, Brendan Rice coming in here at USC, six foot three, 210 pounds. And Mike, I think he's one of the strongest wide receivers in this draft. Yeah. His physicality uh, at the catch point, especially, very impressive. His contested catch rate uh, this year was pretty low. He didn't really perform well in that area this year, but the past two years, Ah, fifty-six percent the year before that, seventy-one percent the year before that. Uh, he did pull in twelve touchdowns this year, so he was a red zone threat for USC. Uh, led the team in touchdowns uh, receiving, seven hundred ninety-one yards on forty-five receptions. USC kind of struggled this year; they didn't have that like bona fide wide receiver one that they had last year, Jordan Addison. But Brendan Rice and Taj Washington together, they they performed pretty admirably, I'd say. And Brendan Rice is someone that we should have been talking about more. Uh, coming into the past month and i know you said that Mike earlier um, so i wanted to bring that up because i think that's a good point um a lot of people kind of have had him pegged as just a, a decent college wide receiver but getting into the film I, and, and seeing him at the senior bowl while he may struggle to separate consistently he's really strong he knows how to play wide receiver you can tell that he understands the techniques and the nuances of wide receiver uh, he obviously has learned a lot from his dad uh, yeah. unfortunately, not the best separator, but checks a lot of the other boxes. And because of that, I'm I'm happy to pick him up in the third round, especially over Johnny Wilson, who I don't really have a lot of faith in.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. And you know, watching Florida State film is really tough. I am not do we have to scout Jordan Travis by chance? Um please say no. Might have to take a look at him. All right. Well, I'm not a fan of you right now because that could not good. So I uh, agree with you on this one. If he switches to tight end, my tune will be changed. Like you said, I agree with that. Um, otherwise, I'm out. And here is going to be the shocker of the show. Don't hate me. At the value, I'm avoiding Texas running back Jonathan Brooks. I'll tell you why first. His current Dynasty Rewind ADP is the 111. And this is not a knock on Jonathan Brooks, okay? This is just me checking the vibes on the running back position. He's coming off a knee injury. And I think you can get better value on a player that could be more productive right off the rip. We always talk about one contract running backs. So all four years of that contract need to count. You know, if you're going to redshirt a running back, it should be a guy you're drafting in the third or fourth round and you're prepared to put on your taxi squad, not a first round talent. Okay. So I'm going to draft someone else and I'll trade for Brooks next offseason If he doesn't do anything, that's what I would do. And if you miss out on him, I have really good news. The twenty twenty-five running back class is going to be looking mighty fine. Mighty fine. Who's a running back one in twenty twenty five? And why is it O'Marion Hampton?
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's a Hampton. There's a lot of competition for the RB one next season. Yeah. There's a lot of competition. I mean, shout out to Ollie Gordon, who was oh. getting Heisman votes this year. Yeah. I don't know state. Man. Is he twenty five or twenty six? Twenty five.
0: Yeah. okay perfect um and instead nate i'm going to draft oregon running back marquise bucky irving he's healthy he's one of the best receiving backs in the class although you know what Marshawn lloyd would like to have a word Dylan johnson not a slouch as a receiving back as well and of course will shipley we talked about how good he is as a receiver yeah. he's great in space he can break a game wide open oh and his adp is 205 currently nate which is like more gooder than the one eleven. I like Bucky Irving too. I'm a big fan of his, and I think he's going to bring a lot to the table. Honestly, so um, you always have to have a pivot if you can't get the guy that you want. That's why I would avoid him there. I still love the prospect, to be honest with you. Just telling you, there's options.
1: I think I think there's an argument to be made. See, I love Jonathan Brooks. I have him as my RB one in this draft class right now. Off the of film grade, I think he's the most talented running back, the most complete running back in this draft class. But I get it with the injury and I, I think Jonathan Brooks is athletic, but is he Brees Hall level athletic where he can come back from an ACL injury within a mm-hmm. year and put up really good numbers. I don't know if I have that much. That find out. We might, I think yeah. he'll play this year, you know, by like mid season, he'll be on the field probably. Um, and, and it'll probably be one of those players where, you know, by the end of the season, he's starting to kind of pick it up a little bit. And, you know, he'll be someone we're excited about going into next off season. But I, I understand the, the lack of production rookie year. The the fantasy, you got take it. You got you have to take a chance on somebody in the first round that you don't. You have an extra unknown factor that's going to be added into the prospect evaluation into the NFL evaluation, and because of that, I totally understand trying to avoid more unknowns and going after a guy like Bucky or switching to a wide receiver at the end of the first round. And they're also. Might be an option to buy Jonathan Brooks, you know, a couple months after the draft or into, you know, a couple weeks into the NFL season. Uh Um, So I I get it. I think there's an argument to be made both ways. And, you know, do you want to just go ahead and get the player you believe in? Or do you want to wait for maybe a better value later? Probably can pick him. I'm sure you pick Jonathan Brooks up for like an early second, um, a couple weeks into the season.
0: I think you're right. Yeah, for sure. That's all we got for you today. So thank you for listening, everyone. Nate, I'm Mike. See you guys next time. If you want to level up above your competition, we invite you to become a member of our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our Discord chat, where advice is at your fingertips 24-7. When you level up to our $5 or $10 tiers, you get bonus podcasts, rankings, and specific tier-based chats. We are offering a free 7-day trial for a limited time, so head to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind and tier up now. Until next time, everybody. For my faithful co hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.